0: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name's Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And we're here, as a, as we are every week, to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this week we will be focused on Agent Carter, Season 2, Episode 3. 3, yeah. Uh,
1: better Angels was the name of this one. Better Angels. Better Angels of our nature. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Uh,
0: well, we're going to be discussing that, but first... We have Jeff with the news.
1: No, maybe not do that. All right. It's cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like when you lead into it like that, I have to just be like, and Netflix says on its placeholder sites. Like, I just don't want to do that. Right. It's, It's too much. You don't have to. It's too much. I feel obligated. Uh, One of the things that isn't really a huge news story, but is an interesting thing to talk about, I was on Seth Everett's podcast, the Hall of Justice podcast, this week, talking about the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whatever.
0: That's news, my friend. Is that news? That is news. That is news to this podcast, because it's one of our hosts being on another podcast. So (laughs) it may not be MCU news, but it's MCU cast news. There you go. So you get on it. So uh, how did that go? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh,
1: it was very. I don't know. I felt weird just talking about MCU stuff by myself, like not having you there. It was a little odd. I missed you. I missed you too. I know. And it was just—it was really just question and answer, and we didn't bicker the way that you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> just... It was—it uh, was an hour, hour-ish. Little over an hour cool. of just um, just talking about it and, you know, hopeful for the future and talking about how things happened and you know, how we remember when Iron Man came out and you know, all that kind of stuff. Just yeah. Chatting with a friend. It was really that's uh, awesome. really great. That's great. Well, I will definitely check that out and uh You should. I we, will. I shared it or well he posted it on Twitter uh today Wednesday and I immediately um retweeted with, you know, quote had a lot of fun on the on the show, and he posted an iTunes link as well on Twitter, which I retweeted. Cool. So, so yeah, that that's that's
0: available. MCU um, MCU cast on Twitter. Yeah, check it out. So, what else you got in the news?
1: Netflix has locked in placeholder sites for Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders. Woo! They're all coming. They are all
0: coming down the pike. Um, what does that mean? Placeholders? <clears throat> is it just like a page is up? Yeah, it's
1: a page for it marking that it's there or that it's going to be there it's got a light description on every one of them like oh wow um the iron fist one is non-descriptive at all it's the same thing that we've all heard and the defenders is basically saying daredevil luke cage iron fist jessica jones are all coming together to fight some otherworldly or to fight some threat to the city i'm not sure if they said otherworldly
0: okay that's important
1: It is. That's why I wanted to (laughs) clarify. (laughs) Clarify. So placeholder sites are up for all of them, and it's like everybody's using this as like, oh, my God, it's confirmed! Because, you know, if they just say that they're going to do it and then they don't do it, then... Yeah, they could
0: have changed their mind. Yeah. But it seems like it's it's, it's just becoming more and more real as we go along. My God. As it gets closer. It's happening.
1: Oh, it's happening. It's happening.
0: Man, I, I really... When we heard about this... It did seem like such a far fetched, like far away thing, and now yeah. we're gonna have, we're really gonna, have, we're gonna have five seasons of television released in two years, six if we count Defenders, yeah, um, possibly more. We and don't even know about Jessica Jones. The Defenders is
1: supposed to be like an eight part miniseries. Oh wow! Okay, that's Sorry. exciting. It really is, especially with um, with the kind of teaser that we got recently. Where um, the Jessica Jones Twitter page posted a picture that has a file folder with handwritten on it, Cage-November. hyphen But it's got the Jessica Jones logo at the bottom of the picture, and it says, Alias Investigations, how may I help you? Hashtag Jessica Jones. That, that gives two options for me, in my mind.
0: As to what
1: that, to what that could be. That's either Luke Cage is coming in November like the series, mm-hmm. Luke Cage is coming in November, or it's Jessica Jones season two coming in November, which is more focused on Luke Cage getting you know back in touch with Luke Cage. I will say, didn't Jessica Jones come out in November this year?
0: Yes. So it makes sense if it's Jessica Jones. It would. It also makes sense if it was Luke Cage because we know
1: that's been filming for a while. Well, the thing is with Daredevil. Like, Daredevil Season 2 is already—it's coming out in March, and it came out in April last year. So that's an 11-month turnaround. That very easily could happen with Jessica Jones.
0: Absolutely. For November, for sure. Yeah, for November. Uh, Which which means, to me, that since they haven't started filming Jessica Jones Season 2 yet, and they've been filming Luke Cage for a long time— They've been filming Luke Cage since, like, September. I have a feeling— November is too long for Luke Cage. Yeah. And it's probable that's that's the Jessica Jones date, and the Luke Cage is going to be... Sooner. Sooner than that. So yeah. it's, it's very likely we're going to get... Gosh. Daredevil <laughs> in April, Luke Cage sometime in the next couple months after that, and then Jessica Jones in
1: November. Probably sometime during the summer yeah. when there's like a dry spell without yeah. Marvel stuff.
0: Absolutely. And then... Not to mention Iron Fist. I don't know if they'll wait for Iron Fist till after Jessica Jones Season 2, or if we're going to get it dropped somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Man. Of course, th- there is a third option to this whole thing. That could just mean be a weird image saying that that's what happened last November, <laughs> was Jessica Jones. <laughs> it didn't say November 2016. No. So it could just be, hey, remember November? We made a file. Remember, remember?
1: Remember, remember the cage of November? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. <laughs> It could be all it was. I made a file folder and stock. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to make it Nope. Happen. Couldn't think of a good rhyme there. Just took too long.
0: <laughs> well,
1: <sighs> so be something,
0: a, something happened or is happening in November.
1: Something is likely like. happening. <laughs> but what I'm looking forward to is what's happening in March. Oh, yeah? Oh, man.
0: We what, have... What's happening in March? We have
1: less than two months until Daredevil Season 2. Are you thinking about Batman v. Superman? Not at all. <laughs> Not in the slightest.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know
1: you, and I know that that's what you think about all the time. <laughs> I have a feed of CBR news that comes to my email, like, all day, every day. And I constantly see things coming in about Batman v. Superman. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, I look at it, and I'm Next. like, that looks stupid. Next! Like, I'll see the pictures, and I'll, I'll look at them and go, Batfleck, look, Batfleck looks dumb, there's not enough color, Superman's not a big blue Boy Scout, and Wonder Woman's doing the Dragon Ball Z block. Like, I don't like any of it.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited about it. But,
1: uh... <laughs> she was doing the, the like the arms-crossed Dragon Ball Z block. <sighs> And I was like, no,
0: uh, stop it. That's, 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 uh, I don't have a problem with that either. Uh, but, um, <laughs> for the most part, I think that movie's looking good, particularly Batfleck. I think Batfleck is going to be, it's going to be the shit. I He's hope, going to be the best on screen Batman we've had, live action I hope that Batman he
1: surprises had. us. Because otherwise, gonna it's going to be terrible.
0: Ben Affleck's a great actor, and everything I've seen in the trailers looked awesome. Um, while we're talking about DC. Did you get to watch DC Legends of Tomorrow this week? I did
1: not. I have not watched it at all.
0: I think it's the best thing they've done on TV so far. That's a bold uh, statement because The Flash per- was really good. Particularly the the Flash Arrow crew. Like I think Flash, I like Flash Arrow fine, but I think generally they're not that high quality shows. <laughs> but uh, I just this show was real good. It reminded me of Doctor Who meets Firefly, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty solid in my opinion. <laughs> I can see you looking like that. Taking superheroes, putting it in time travel, and then you got this whole crew element that you haven't we haven't really had on any other shows. I, I'm I'm a sucker for a spaceship man. A sucker for a spaceship <laughs> time ship. I know. I realize that time ship, but they're
1: just in a big. I saw ship. that trailer, so that's the the only reason I know that. No, I, I yeah,
0: it's a time ship, but uh, it's pretty pretty good, pretty solid. Highly, I, I highly recommend it. I thought it was cool.
1: You know what's gonna be really funny about that? The the what's fact that? that you say that it's like Firefly meets Doctor Who? Kaylee, Jewel State, is gonna be guest starring in one of the episodes coming That's up.
0: That's right. And the main character playing Rip Hunter is a Doctor Who companion. Oh uh, yeah. From a few years ago, who played Rory a few years ago on Doctor Who. So uh it I mean It I, literally
1: is. I think Doctor Who meets think Firefly. That
0: Who whoever's making the show, Berlanti and his crew, I think they are literally just fans of Firefly and Doctor Who. (laughs) Like he's even the, the guy playing the guy who is Rip Hunter, who is Rory on Doctor Who. I don't know his actual name. He's even wearing like a trench coat and walking around like a Time Lord. It's just, and they're called Time Masters. Like it's just very much. And I realize that's all from DC Comics. It's fine. It's not like they're ripping off Doctor Who or anything. At least not they're Directly. not the first to rip him <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm not sure which was first in DC or, uh, I'm not sure who time masters or time Lords. I don't know which is first, but, uh,
1: probably was time Lords. Probably.
0: That was the sixties. Yeah. But I, I don't know when the DC comics started using Rip Hunter though. You can, I'm sure you can Google that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. but, but, um, the, the show's really good. He's walking around in a trench coat. He's, uh, he's uh, zooming around in a spaceship it's just it's just very much fi- firefly meets doctor who i mean we've only had one episode but that's what it like how it resonated with me and i am i'm very excited to see episode 2 which comes on tomorrow so that's going to be
1: exciting uh Rip Hunter first appeared in Showcase number twenty in May nineteen fifty nine. Ooh, ooh,
0: DC might have beat Doctor Who edged out Doctor Who. Depending on if he was a time master at that point and all that stuff, but Yeah. that's still kind of neat. Cool.
1: Uh, uh Hunter was the leader of a gang of time travelers who were featured in brisk and historically accurate adventures in various eras. <laughs> that's fun. That's intense.
0: Yep, that's pretty much what's what's happening now on a current TV show, and I I, I just I'm a sucker for time travel in anything. That's yeah. why one of the reasons I'm excited about uh, Doctor Strange sounds like it might be time travel related in some way. Mm, maybe in some way. Well, it seems like they're at least like heading that maybe in that direction in the MCU. And I would I don't know like. You introduce time travel, you introduce the idea of paradoxes, which is no good, or resetting the timeline, which I don't like, but <laughs> you also have the fun of time travel, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm i am excited about it.
1: It's okay if they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you tangented really hard. I did. Sorry.
0: DC getting in my brain.
1: With that BVS thing. Mm-hmm. and um, The Beavis. The reason I was talking about things coming out in May is because of the next story that's on here, or that's on on my list in yeah March, not May. Sorry, Civil War comes out in May. That's right. Yeah, tied it back. Anyway, so Daredevil season two, according to um, sources close to the work, season or this is Charlie Cox's words. He said that season two is going to have a fight scene that puts season one's elaborate one-shot hallway scene mm. to shame. Awesome. He said it's kind of an homage to that scene, but it's also like that scene on crack. That's awesome. Direct quote. I love it. Uh, he, they, they. I think Daredevil knows where it's bread is buttered.
0: Um, <laughs> everyone who talks about how amazing Daredevil is talks about the hallway scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a huge... There's a lot of other great scenes. Like but you that talk about scene, the
1: hallway scene and you talk about the car door and... Talk about Rosario
0: Dawson laughing maniacally as she falls to her. I was thinking of that one. And says, "Tell him
1: yourself." Yeah, the dark okay, great. garage scene. Yeah, great. There's, there's a lot of great scenes, but the first dark. one you always mention. Okay, the uh, by the way,
0: spoiler alert. Uh, we haven't. I don't think we've really spoiled anything just yet. But, nah. uh, spoiler alert for uh, another great scene is the restaurant scene with Kingpin and Vanessa looking out over the city. Oh, yeah. As things blow up, some explosions. Oh. Ah, yeah. yeah, so so good, so good.
1: It's really great. That's hmm. We could go on about that series, and we have in we have, other podcast yeah. episodes. Check, check, check to check out last year's uh, Daredevil season one. By the way, did you have you seen our podcast episode count recently? No, I haven't. This one is 96.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Wow, we're about to hit 100. Yeah, if you look at, if you look at iTunes, this one is 96.
0: Wow, well, I haven't even paid any attention. It's crazy. What are we going to do for our 100th episode?
1: I don't know, probably have a cake. I mean, a what are we going to do cake. that's not normal? Protein cake. Right, right, because <laughs> Star-Lord and Drax. I'm doing all right, except for my broken hand. I'm not doing great right now. My broken hand has kind of slowed down lifting, because, you know, they're like, don't... They're like, don't pick up anything heavy. I'm like, so like, no deadlifting.
0: Yeah, don't do that.
1: They're like, no, no lifting of any sort with that hand. You can only use the other hand. I'm like, what do you do with one hand of any yeah. kind of like, it's I don't do day. half a deadlift. Yeah. Just hook some of the fingers under it. Mm, mm, no. Don't hurt yourself. I mean, it's do a hairline Do cardio, fracture. man.
0: Cardio. Well, hairline fracture, you don't want to
1: get worse. A hairline fracture Stop beating people up That wall breaking, deserved it Breaking your fists That wall deserved it It had it coming It looked at me wrong hmm. It looked at me wong uh. Speaking of wong <laughs> That leads straight into my next story Wow Worst segue ever Pretty pretty worst <laughs> So uh, Mr. Benedict Wong Has been cast as the character Wong In the Doctor Strange film if you don't know Benedict Wong, you should from one episode of The IT Crowd. That's where I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> you he was in The Martian as well? Yeah, he was in The Martian. He's um, one of the main characters in The Martian, which I still haven't seen yet. I'm I sorry. have, but I, and I, I think one of the crew members, I believe. Probably. Cool. Um, I know him as Prime from the Countdown episode of The, the IT, IT Crowd.
0: Crowd. All right.
1: And I love that character so
0: much. Nice. I, I've still not seen the IT crowd, so I know, I know. I've been telling people have been telling me to watch it for years.
1: It is such a good show. It mirrors my existence. <laughs> Pretty well, in fact. I uh, I started taking count. There are at least three times a day where I tell somebody to restart and it fixes their computer.
0: Yeah. Nice. At least. Nice. You should like
1: Save a quarter every time that happens. Right, See how much money you end up with? <laughs> um, Just put it in the box. It's kind of like a swear box, except yeah. it's a restart box. Yeah, exactly. It's a good idea. Just keep a roll of quarters. Um, more casting news, though. We have uh, you. You remember last week? I think it was last week. We got confirmation on the Marvel's Most Wanted pilot being ordered yes. with Adriana Palicki and Nick Blood. Delroy Lindo has been cast as Dominic Fortune in the Marvel's Most Wanted series. Okay.
0: Well, who is that character or who is that actor?
1: Dominic Fortune is a character that is really weird. Like, his history is very weird because he's been all over the place. He ages. He doesn't age. He's, like, hundreds of years old. But, like, he's he's always been going after just fame and fortune. And he's been a mercenary most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just his his story is odd. He's never been like the star of anything, but he was in he was a a, a consultant mercenary type person in an agency that uh, that Mockingbird and Hawkeye started called. Oh shit! The ac- or the the letters the initials are WCA. Hold on. The WCA is the World Counterterrorism Agency that was founded by Mockingbird in secret and kind of kept on the DL from Hawkeye. And I think that might be happening with Marvel's Most Wanted because... I mean, it's... Okay, and,
0: and Dominic Fortune is a character who was part of that organization,
1: or he's an enemy of that organization? No, he wasn't part of it. He was, okay, so he was kind probably. of a consultant. He was a team-up kind of guy. That's cool.
0: It's interesting, just because Hunter was also, at the beginning of this season, not a good guy. He was a mercenary who got kind of brought in yeah. to this team, so... Uh, it'd be, it'll be interesting if they bring in more mercenary-type characters who we have to see kind of go through the transformation of, are they good? Are they bad? <laughs> they have their own <laughs> own you know purposes. But it makes sense that uh, Hunter would want to bring someone like that in.
1: So. Yeah. And uh, Delroy Lindo, you may know from – I know actors from the weirdest places. Um, I remember him as being the cop in Gone in 60 Seconds.
0: I love that movie. It's such a good movie. I love that. I think it's, when I was like, you know, was like, you know uh, high school or whatever, I saw the
1: movie a bunch of times. Yep. It's great. And he was um, <clears throat> he was one of the cops in The One with the Jet Li movie. Oh, you know, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. All right, cool. The uh, the African-American gentleman. Okay. And I love him and like everything I've seen him in, but I just, I don't see him in a lot of stuff for some reason. Cool.
0: Well, it sounds like that's a, a good, talented actor for this thing.
1: Oh, yeah, and he was in The Core.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He that was
1: guy. the scientist in The Core. It was the worst movie. Never saw The Core. It was so bad. It's literally the worst science-based movie ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's some pretty bad No, no, it's movies. been voted on. It is the worst <laughs> physics-based movie ever. Oh like just the physics are bad. Oh yeah. Like All right. the, the it's called the core for some reason, but the world stops turning. Like <laughs> it stops spinning. The core stops spinning. The okay. The core of the planet. And like spoiler alert for The Core 2003, mm-hmm. the way that they start it back up is by setting off a chain reaction of nuclear explosions around the core. To shock it it into spinning Like it's bad Like it just makes no sense
0: Sounds legit to me I don't (laughs) know
1: (laughs) They're like we gotta set them off in sequence That way they go off and and It makes the circle happen It causes a circle Makes
0: makes weird like third grader sense (laughs) You know like Some of those movies you see just Before the internet and Before like I don't know. They knew things would get picked apart like they do because they didn't back in the '90s. You could put whatever you wanted on the in a movie, and yeah, people wouldn't really question it too hard. Uh, they they really like have like third grade logic a lot of times.
1: Like, we're gonna hit the bomb with the, this, and the, I don't know. Just... It'll make it to go away, man. The same kind of thing happens nowadays with like computer technology or uh, technology terminology. Uh, for instance, I. You'll be proud of me I finally caught up Or not caught up But I finally finished season one of Arrow
0: Nice Um,
1: And one of the things that I noticed Is when Felicity says There's at least a teraflop of data to go through I was like, no (laughs) No, there's not A teraflop is a measure of the speed A computer computes an amount of data in Right, right And that's not a quantity of data Yeah so, like, when they do that, I'm just like, oh, God, you're killing me. Why? You were doing so good. And they killed it on that one. so, like, the science stuff and the, the technology stuff, the same way. Same yeah. way. And 2003 was no different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the core.
1: But Delroy Lindo is awesome. And yeah, good actor. He's going to be awesome in... Marvel's most wanted. I'm really looking forward to it. Moving on though. <clears throat> uh other smaller news, um Spider-Man has been confirmed to get the uh, I'm sorry, the solo Spider-Man film has been confirmed to get a, a, a an IMAX treatment, like a IMAX release. IMAX release, the post-production IMAX yeah, upgrade, Which, I guess. I feel like
0: that's pretty expected. I though. mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: With any Marvel movie, it's going to get an IMAX release nowadays. So far, lately, like, really, yeah. Um, other stuff, um, the other things that were expected but confirmed. Uh, Bob Iger, Disney chairman, uh, has admitted and kind of confirmed that there are very many more Marvel films like on the slate for after Phase Three. Because yeah. you know we've got everything named through like 2019. Mm-hmm. And there's like three more just slotted for 2020. But he's talking about like beyond that there's he said there's thousands of characters that are in the Marvel universe. And like this could go on forever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I like that idea. (laughs) And then he said the uh, the Star Wars universe could be basically the same thing. They've only got five. He's not sure what they're going to do after that, but there's possibilities for anything. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting if you're into Star Wars, into the Star Wars verse. Really, the last piece of news we have to talk about is uh, something that came out this week Mm. on Screen Junkies.
0: Yeah, we had uh, two two listeners write in, Marco Margo and Nathaniel Muzzy, both posted this on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Yeah, the (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Honest trailer finally dropped from Screen Junkies. (laughs) I always I always love these. Uh and I sometimes they're being a little nitpicky. Yeah. And they definitely were in this one. Uh I felt like almost like they didn't attack it hard enough. <laughs> uh not that not because I think it's bad, but just because like I didn't find most of the things they said to be negative. <laughs> <laughs> they they had to uh they resorted to uh these mega cuts of like everyone saying protocol. Yeah. And things like or everyone saying there were a few words that they like the, the guy would be like, things like protocol. And it just showed like every character going protocol, 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 protocols. protocol, protocol, protocol. Uh, yeah. And it, you're, you're, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Of course, there's going to be protocols. <laughs> That's not a problem with the show. It's funny. It's funny to cut them all
1: together, sure, but it's not like a problem. I mean, it's kind of expected. Honestly, I'm surprised there were as few of them as there were. Yeah. I think there'd be more protocols. Yeah they're not following protocol enough. Yeah. They they need all the of We got protocols here, people. Come on. There's a protocol for that.
0: Um but yeah, no, I I I in generally, I think uh they, they even admitted uh the guy the guy the screen judge's guy says at one point it's supposedly getting better. But I don't know. I stopped watching after the mid, midway through season 1, <laughs> which yeah. is like the most common uh it's the most... thing we hear about when when people talk bad about the show, they're like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, it's not a good show. I mean, I haven't seen it since season one, but it's not a good show. Yeah,
1: I quit watching it eight episodes in, but, you know, it's not good.
0: Yeah, and I, I I can see your your point if that's when you stopped watching it, but it's a good show. So, I I actually, I thought that uh, Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. held up well against the
1: scrutiny of uh, Screen Junkies. <laughs> that kind of pulled a little, or pulled a few punches, kind of. Maybe, I mean they could have like really just nailed down season 1 really hard and some of the weird things in season 2 but there weren't that many no which is the thing but they did uh, they did reiterate kind of the point that Seth Everett made when he was on our show is that um we find ourselves wanting the rest of the MCU like we we want our, or we want to see the heroes we want to see the Avengers. They mention the Avengers all the time. They name drop like crazy in the show. Yeah. But, like, this but isn't we... about them. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Uh, Seth Seth talked about that a little
0: bit, and this, the screen junkie definitely harps on the fact that if you're watching the show and they keep talking about your favorite heroes, but you never get to see them, I do see that, yeah, why doesn't Disney just, like, ask thor hey thor we're paying you this much money come on to the set of agents of shield for a couple of days and they've done that with uh with some of the b level uh characters but they haven't really done that much with the a level characters yeah um which but to be honest how often would coulson especially uh, shield in its current state have access to those characters right. it's <laughs> not it's a big universe and it's not
1: like they they've got other things going on yeah they've um one of the other words that they that they mention in the Screen Junkies thing or the Honest Trailers is um, protection.
0: Oh, that's right. Protection.
1: Protection I'm is trying to protect you. Word. I did it to protect you. Protection. Yep. I was doing it to protect her. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then they talk about the. Um, well, the show is called Shield. Yeah. <laughs> what does a shield do? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. If you ask Captain America, it can do a lot. That's true. There you go, name dropping again. <laughs> they mentioned the stairs too, because there's a whole lot of like, emoting, that goes on. Oh
0: yeah, they said. Well, they said, uh, and then turning slowly and emoting, it shows a bunch of characters turning slowly, either towards the I think camera it was, or away.
1: It was it was an anagram for stairs. Oh, that's right. So it was like slowly turning, um. And reacting, emoting silently, or something like that. Something like that. And it's real
0: silly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. But I mean, you take any show and scrutinize it, yeah. you probably find those things. You it's, can nitpick. It, it was just it was real nitpicky, which I was happy because they didn't have any like real harsh things to say.
1: You know, um, that reminds me of the uh, the honest trailer for the Winter Soldier when they were saying like this is v- one of the best marvel movies ever and like they were saying like you know top 3 or whatever but they're like so we're going to have to get real nitpicky with this
0: yeah <laughs> like, so here <laughs> comes
1: the nitpicking <laughs> and then they just nitpicked the hell out of it and i was like not an issue not an issue not yeah. an issue
0: <laughs> I feel like i'm always doing that with my favorite things when uh Screen junkies or the the guys who do cinema sins, cinema sins. Yeah. Whenever they whenever they get a hold of things, I'm like, all right, let me see how many of these are actual problems. Yeah,
1: well, cinema sins recently did Ant Man. Like everything, everything wrong with Ant Man. Oh, I bet
0: there's a lot, especially with the physics of Ant Man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They um they dinged them for, or they they counted up one for when the when Darren Cross made the mention of uh, Tales to Astonish, like he was like Tales oh, yeah? to Astonish. Why would they ding him for that? I <laughs> uh, guess it was just that it was a goofy reference to the comic that he originated in. I don't know. Maybe they're tired of it. I liked it.
0: I thought that was a great, great yeah, mention. That was a great line. There's plenty of things wrong with Ant Man, but
1: yeah, that's not one of them. That's not one of them. They actually they gave him a point back. Like they took one away for how awesome Louis's dialogue or his monologue was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that his wine tasting, right? That I really love he, that when he's
0: at the wine tasting. I don't know, just him being at a wine tasting was funny. <laughs> like, just that much of that,
1: that little speech was funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the, the whole... We could talk about that scene again for hours. Maybe not hours. Several minutes. You just <laughs> recite it 400 <laughs> times several minutes which is a lot different than ours I know well it depends on how many several is anyway so that's all the news yeah let's move on from the news alright well thank you
0: for bringing all that news to us Jeff all of it uh, we, we don't have any general feedback everything feedback wise is pretty much related to this week's episode so I guess let's just dive right into talking about this week's episode uh but first we are the marvel cinematic universe podcast in partnership with 45 magazine and a proud member of the giant size team up network uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us hit us up at MCUcast.com, facebook.com slash mcu cast mcu cast on twitter um uh, mcucast at gmail.com to find us in the emails. And if you'd like to call us and leave a voicemail so we can play it on the show, call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, yeah, that's all the places you can reach us. We're going to get into Agent Carter Season 2, Episode 3, Better Angels. So uh, let's do that in 3, 2, 1. Wilkes isn't dead! Wilkes is not dead, which we both called last week. Yeah, we knew that. And you, and then Noel uh on Twitter called you out for this. At MCU cast, you so called that. Good character research. Uh, yeah.
1: uh, Wilkes, that, that is mid-episode Google-foo is what that is. Yeah,
0: Google-foo. I like You're it. welcome. Uh,
1: it's for yeah. everybody out there who needs it. Yeah, and
0: uh, Marco Margo also said, Agent Carter's Wilkes is a great MCUing of that character. Um, yes. It yeah. really is. Like They're I'm... doing a great job of pulling these like super deep, super old Marvel characters. Who is reading all these comics and just like, yeah, let's cherry pick that one and that one and that, <laughs> one and that one and that one. Let's bring them all into this
1: cohesive story of the MCU. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the the writers just say like, hey, Marvel, we want to pull some characters out from nowhere. Like, what do you got? And they just back a truckload of comic books up to them and just dump them out and be like, <laughs> Go yeah I want that to happen. can we like can we fib that we're writing something so that we can just get a bunch of comics <laughs> yeah that's uh that's super fun i I, I, mean, I not lie we need to write something wink, wink. Well, let's just write something oh okay i'm not a i don't know that they were writers we'll find out <laughs> what better way to find out we'll find out, and so will they. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. So I guess let's start with uh, some feedback from last week's episode. Sure. Uh, Mr. Brian hits us on our blog site. He leaves his comment on the episode. He says, I think you missed the mark on Agent Carter, the character. The show is set in an innocent time, and Carter has a number of relationships that are confusing her. Mr. and Mrs. Jarvis, Sousa, Dr. Wilkes, not to mention Dottie. She seems okay with sexism and confident in her place, yet racism sets her to violence. Hence the quote, I could use a hobby. Uh, These episodes were about Carter and her place in the world. She has to figure that out and save it. My wife and I think this is a great start to the season. It feels like the old Wonder Woman, a strong female character in a post-war era before things really changed for women and minorities. It is a deep show. Further, we know Carter has at least two secrets we are watching for. One, who does she marry? We know from Winter Soldier that his unit was saved by Cap, but that could mean any soldier, both Wilkes and Sousa fit. Two, how does she found S.H.I.E.L.D., really? Does she get duped into accepting HYDRA into the ranks, or are there forces beyond Carter that make that happen? These episodes just make us want to know those answers more. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Love the cast. I look forward to next week.
0: Yeah, there's some interesting points in there. Um I did after rewatch. I rewatched some of last week's episode. I was actually in a hotel room this week, and it like just came on, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool! Lucky, perfect, you. Uh, just what I wanted to watch." Yeah, I was and pulling this up on Hulu anyway. They did. They did really focus, particularly in the um, previously on Agent Carter yeah. for for the like before the season starts. You know, like well, this happened in season one. They did a lot with. Her place in the world, kind of stuff like her. I don't know. Not getting the credit for all the stuff she did last season—that was a huge thing they showed in the season one. In the season one, still getting
1: marginalized. Yeah,
0: still getting marginalized. But I don't know. I don't agree with the uh, with Brian that she's okay with sexism. I think she acknowledges sexism, but I also think like she fights it at every turn.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and racism, I think like the thing about that racism was that it was just the, the, when she sees that racism in that one scene, it's so on the face. It's so like in her, in her face uh, about, about it that she's just not willing to stand for it. And it's about someone else, not herself, which I think she's more willing to literally physically fight someone for someone else, uh, than she is for herself when she's being marginalized, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's also that, um, it's somebody that she knows very well to not be a bad person, getting treated like a bad person because of the color of their skin. Yeah. So, like that would stir me to violence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Agent Carter has a problem with all of all of the sexism and the racism. I think she has a problem with oppression. Yeah. Just in general. I agree. I agree. I, I, I this week got me a little more on board with the season. I think. Um, I guess I'm not i love to see Howard Stark back.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. But he's not the only reason.
0: No, no. But, but, a, but a large portion of it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the non-corporeal Wilkes. That was really cool.
1: That was a, um, a really interesting way of bringing that out. Uh, who, so
0: speaking about Brian's comments again, who do you think she'll marry
1: based uh... on what we know now? I'm going to stick with Sousa. Yeah. Because Wilkes was in the Navy. Yeah. They stayed on boats. Yeah, but Cap did Dirty. a lot of
0: things we didn't see. So That's fair. Okay, He could have saved a boat or two. Probably did. Mm, maybe. <laughs> and I like how that's far-fetched for you. Cap mm, saving a boat? I don't know. We've seen him do it before. Nah. In the, in the right at the beginning of Winter
1: Soldier, saved a boat hard. That was not a boat. That was a boat. It was not. What would you call it? It was not. Like they said, it was like a, a research site. That wasn't a boat? I mean. It was a boat. Thinking back on it, it looks a lot like a boat, but I, they kept going on about how it was like a, a uh, what's the word? In the first, like a rig, they call it a rig. No, I think Captain America 2. Yeah, I know, but I know exactly the... what you're talking about where he fought the Leaper, Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, that was a boat. It looks a lot like a boat, I will say it's that. It's in the middle of the ocean.
0: <laughs> he's on, just they're... because it's in the middle of the ocean doesn't mean it's a boat. They're on a boat, uh, it's the boat, it's because they even say uh, he's boarding a boat. They they go they talk about um Sitwell boards that boat to go to go across the ocean or whatever.
1: For some reason I just remember that being like a stationary rig for research. No man, it was a boat. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it again. Alright. I'm pretty sure Sitwell even says he's
0: boarding a boat. I mean to, I'm like, okay to watch it again.
1: There. I'm okay with watching it. I'd want to watch it. Anyway, again. regardless, he can save a boat. <laughs> he, That's He could save a boat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It's not just like the whole neither, boat, but the people on it, he can say. Neither here
0: nor there. Even if it were a rig, as you say. <laughs> he can it, say that too. He can save the boats. He can save boats and rigs.
1: He can save boats and rigs at the same time. And Murtaugh. Really? Rigs. <laughs> really, Rigs? <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. So um, moving on with our with our feedback, uh, Marco Margo says to us, Uh, He Rather, he quotes Jarvis um, from one of the little Easter eggs toward the end, saying, I have no desire to spend the rest of time as a disembodied voice. Well, luckily, it's not James Darcy that has to spend the rest of time as a disembodied voice. Yeah,
0: but it is Jarvis. It
1: is Jarvis.
0: That's pretty great.
1: And even then, he's not disembodied now, because we have the vision when when is Tony supposed to be born?
0: Sometime soon, right?
1: Oh, wow! We went over this. It yeah, we was...
0: figured it out when we were watching Iron Man Two or something about his age. And...
1: Sixty nine, I think it was.
0: Okay, it might so have been seventy nine. Still got a ways. Howard Stern must have been older when he had him.
1: Was it sixty nine? It was.
0: I don't know. It's not here. We'll, we'll figure it out. Late
1: sixties, early seventies. We'll, we'll we'll figure out a timeline and see. We figured it out during should, the Iron should, Man
0: three episode. We should do a uh, Agent Carter countdown to Baby Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Like who who nails him down? If anyone, because uh, does he have a wife that ends up passing away
1: or something? Because Tony doesn't have a mother most of his life, right? I think it was no, no. It was his parents. This is another reason to watch. Um, the Winter Soldier again. Right. His parents were in a car wreck. Okay. Both of them. Both of them.
0: Oh, okay. See, I'm I'm so fuzzy on the details now. Got to rewatch. Rewatch the entire MCU again. Oh no! I'm starting to get fuzzy. Look
1: what we got to do. We've
0: rewatched the entire thing this last year uh, for the cast, and I'm still just a little fuzzy on some
1: of it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Guess we gotta watch it again. Oh shucks. <laughs> And um, do you want to talk about that one?
0: Yeah, I like this. Uh, Mark also says on Twitter, uh, H-Stark to Peru, question mark, Abner Brody Subatomic Accelerator equals 084 from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episode 2. I like that theory a lot. It would be a really nice nice connection to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if they make... Uh, This, uh, whatever, this subatomic accelerator somehow related to the 084 that they they
1: find. They've already got one link to S.H.I.E.L.D. with the the Arena Club, which, it's called the Arena Club now, instead of like, let's call it Hydra, because it's Hydra. Yeah, still don't know for sure. It's the same symbol. It's looking pretty similar. And, um, the Abner Brody person... He's not from the comics. He's not a Marvel Comics character. Um, uh, what most of the internet is saying is that that is an amalgam of two characters from Indiana Jones.
0: That's pretty fun.
1: You know, Abner.
0: There's there's an Abner and there's a Brody. Well, and... there's, a, there's
1: an Abner that's the father of the lady. God, I can't remember her name. And then there's Dr. Marcus Brody. Uh-huh. And they're saying that that's an amalgam of those two. So it's
0: just kind of a nod to that. Yeah. Uh, which is happening in the 40s, so. Yeah, what makes if, sense. What if Indiana Jones is in the MCU? <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> that'd be a little silly. Um, I'd like it. I'd like it. <laughs> I'd like if, like, it Marcus so Brody just showed up to be in that. I don't know. Sorry. Just being silly.
1: What if? What if we get to see Abner like, next episode or something, and he's talking about his brother Marcus. Yeah, right. Gallivanting around. That'd be really quite wonderful. That would be so silly. To tie in.
0: Uh, I, I feel like, I honestly feel like the uh Indiana Jones movies could fit in the MCU, like, pretty well. <laughs> like, the the tone of the movies, uh, the, both the, the, like, comedic versus serious and the, like, at level of action and the level of, like, Sort of supernaturally things that happen, like it all—it all, it all <laughs> kind of like ties pretty well. Like it, it would, it would fit. It would fit. We could make it work. Yeah, I don't think it wouldn't be a shock to the the MCU system or whatever.
1: It <laughs> <clears throat> might be a shock to my system. Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> like, God, now that's part of it. Let's go rewatch those. <laughs> that would not be a problem. Those movies are wonderful. They are. They are. Um. Anyway, so what did you think of this episode, man? I thought that it was better than the last two, or rather the first two yeah, of the season. Yeah, it caught
0: my attention a little more. I will say last week, I think I was a little off. Uh, Brian, y., uh, who posted on our uh, our blog about this, this last week's episode and how we kind of missed the boat on it, I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with all of his points, but I definitely agree that I was I wasn't one hundred percent last week. Yeah, I was a little I was a little b- brain fried after trying to watch the two episodes
1: and cast about them all at once. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, two hours of TV like that is a big commitment. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why the ratings weren't as good. Which I mean, this week the ratings stayed awesome. It was oh, really? The number one show on on Tuesday, but it Great. got um, it got tied for first this time with the flash.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Is it so it, do you know how agent Carter's doing as opposed to agent Shield? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't have those numbers, I'm sorry.
1: No, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um I'll do better. <laughs> I promise.
0: Well, yeah, we don't normally cover the uh the ratings all that much, but um it's interesting when we have the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I uh I really like this <clears throat> episode though. I I like a non-corporeal Uh, Dr. Wilkes, it it, it felt like a Star Trek episode or something. I did think that the whole...
1: (laughs) The communist route? (laughs) The communist route. What about it? I was just going to say that that was a little bit um, goofy, a little bit. But it also shows how far-reaching the arena club is. How they can immediately just be like, this guy's a communist. But oh, none of that
0: was. Oh, I see. I was going to talk about the science of oh, my bad. Howard Stark trying to
1: spray him with something to make him corporeal. <laughs> that was a little silly. It was a little bit silly. If you think about it, because he was saying like this formula is going to make all spectrums um, all, visible. Yeah, all light that we cannot see visible. And. Are all wavelengths that we can't see visible and there's all of those wavelengths present most of the time. Oh yeah. So it would have just been like a big block of light.
0: Yeah, it would have been a lot more going on there. And it just it was just a little bit of weird like pseudoscience sort of like Yeah.
1: It was. It's weird how they. You know what it felt like. It felt like Twilight Zone science. It did. It feels like old movie science. Old movie science, which which just is is. great. Yeah, kind. It kind of is great. It just fits right along with it. And then he's like crazy over coffee, like he just he fit everything fits for being an old series in modern days. Right.
0: I loved. Um. I loved his attack on the club. What the what the what club? What's the name of it? The Arena Club. Arena Club. I loved his little attack on the Arena Club <laughs> with his army of women from this yep.
1: pool. You are not allowed here. <laughs> it's just so stuffy in there. Like I get it so.
0: Uh, I just get so confused around books. <laughs> yes. Oh, Agent Carter. Wendy. That's
1: I, what do you he call her?
0: <laughs> yeah, I really love. Uh I love her when she comes comes across with an American ditzy accent. Just it doesn't fit her at all. She falls into it so well though. It's really good.
1: Yep. Yep, yep. She's just she's a really great secret agent. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that sort of like disguises. Disguises, espionage stuff. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: Cuz really like in the first season we got what like one or two disguises out of her. She had – there was the one in the first episode, I think it was, where she was blonde in the club. Yeah. And then you don't really see much disguise from her after that. No, I don't think so. And and I I
0: think I always enjoy that just as a test of an actor. Yeah. uh, Them being able to flip from one character. I love espionage shows for that reason. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever watched Burn Notice? No. I highly (laughs) recommend Burn Notice. Like, it's a great show. Uh, it's not always the most amazing show, but...
1: Uh, I mean, Bruce Campbell's in it. So. Bruce
0: Campbell's in it, which is a huge plus. <laughs> but also, the main character is a spy. Yeah. And he's dealing with all these differing, differing situations. And every week he has to, you know, whatever, face off with some sort of drug dealer or crime boss or whatever
1: he's (laughs) uh, a guy in some way.
0: Yeah. Some bad guy is messing with someone and he always goes into the situation and you kind of expect him to just like do Kung Fu to get out of it or something. But he always does something more clever than you think he's going to do. And a lot of times it involves him completely changing his character on like a flipping a switch on a dime. And suddenly he's acting like an idiot or he's acting like a, like um like a nerd, or he's acting like a whatever whatever disarms the person he's talking to yeah. enough that he can get through the situation, and it's just super fun every time. The actor is great. The actor's really great. Um, so
1: I want more of that to happen. And from what I remember, we were promised more disguises and gadgets and things like that in this season. So oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: I loved Souza uh, when he when he talks about uh, the emulsion and all like how film is developed. Oh yeah. The, the ammonium nitrate, silver nitrate, nitrate, the silver nitrate, nitrate yeah. and, and uh, the whatever, the emulsion process, blah, blah, blah. And they'll look at him. He's like, it is the strategic scientific reserve. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop looking at me like I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, it's real good. It's real, real good. I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this. Uh, it was starting to talk about Carter. I don't think we mentioned it on the show, but I was thinking about the fact that, like, they are the strategic scientific reserve but... We don't see much science. No! In, in S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a science... There, there's there's literally two camps that they train on. A science camp and a, like, you know, specialist, special ops camp. Yeah. It seems like the Strategic Scientific specialist. Reserve is just a bunch of cops. Like, that's what it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I liked that Susa kind of called them out on that. That
1: was fun. <clears throat> it was really, really fun. And then... Well, I mean, there's still, like... There's still the science guys in the SSR. Like if you remember from last that's week, that's true. That's true. There was Matt Bronger's character um, complaining about them not inviting yeah. him to out for drinks. You and guys stuff. never invite me. It's like no, you're invited. You're totally invited. You're always invited, right? And he's like, no, never. <laughs> that was good. According to uh, to Matt Bronger's Twitter feed, while uh, while the episode is going. He promises there will be more of that character in this season. Awesome. And I'm really looking forward to that. I like him. He's That's a great cool. comedian.
0: I like to I like I, I like that and I like him and I like that they're bringing the scientist side a little more into the thing cuz <laughs> so far so, at least in season 1 it was mostly Stark was doing most of the science, yeah. which is fine, not that I'm complaining. No matter what he does. Uh, yeah, and I, I, lo- I, lo- I love I love Stark. I'm excited to see What they do with uh, this Peru trip. Is Wilkes supposed to be going to Peru
1: with him? No. He's crunching the numbers while he's gone. Okay. said, if you need anything, Jarvis is your man. Uh,
0: Okay. So we're probably not going to get to know anything about Peru because it's probably just another excuse to take uh, Dominic Cooper off the show for another week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) It's a
0: bummer. I really love Stark being around. Yeah. He's a lot of the life of this show to
1: me. We still have five episodes. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Yeah.
0: I just think he's he's the good comic relief of this, of this show.
1: Yeah. Especially.
0: <laughs> Jarvis is all right, too, his comic relief.
1: Especially when he's running around. Coffee! Jarvis, where do we keep the coffee around here? Yeah. And then he comes if... back with a bottle of wine. Couldn't find coffee. He just yeah. walks straight through That's Wilkes. So like, funny. completely disrupts the movie. Oh, yeah, they that were was having. really funny.
0: Really funny when he just like, strolls right through. Well, because it was just so rude.
1: Yeah, it is. It's like, like, at least go around him a little bit. Stark's just like, whatever. He's, he's non corporeal. It's not a problem. It's, it's cool. I can walk through him. It's fine. It's all right. Uh, he's got enough mass to talk, but not yet to be solid. I wonder, because he has to give the vocal cords mass to allow them to vibrate so that he can make sound, does that give him... An amount of mass when he walks, or like so that when he walks through him like that, he feels a little bit of resistance. Or, like, I know that there's a temperature difference because they they mentioned yeah, they that
0: they talk about temperature, temperature
1: seven degrees colder or something right. like that. But, like, is there at least a little bit like is it hitting water? Is it hit, like hitting water, or yeah, splash they still a didn't bit? really
0: explain why the pins were floating, yeah it's there's just a gravity disruption, lighter objects were floating around him or in him or something,
1: yeah, it we never could, could it never him. really was like, oh, there's a pen inside the doctor whatever whenever there's a non corporeal being on these shows
0: or like you know star trek whatever, yeah, uh it always bothers me because they're still walking on the ground, <laughs> yep, which they still would have they would have no resistance against uh if if gravity still was working on them, they would just fall through the earth. Yep. Uh he said he'd been shadowing Carter all day. Had he been getting in cars with her? I don't know. Because if so, the car should drive right through him. Like you shouldn't be able to sit in a car seat. Or is it like a ghost situation where if he like concentrates hard enough?
1: <laughs> like a uh like the Swayze.
0: Yeah, the the Swayze ghost <laughs> situation. He has to really concentrate to and th- then he can think sit. About it. In no. the in a car properly, I don't know. It just not what that is. Just always it, it bothers me. Non corporeal thing. There's a lot of problems with it. It's like the Ant Man situation. Where <laughs> like, I understand why they filmed it and shot it and did all the things the way they did them, but some of it just does not make sense.
1: Well, I mean they they kind of help with the whole like he won't fall through the floor thing because of the gravity disruption. Maybe. Within him. Maybe, but then he went... Well, why isn't he, like, floating, though? Because it's hard to shoot that, and that costs money? Exactly. (laughs) Doesn't necessarily make sense. It's just... You know. He's concentrating real hard. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. That I'm on board with. (laughs) The ghost thing. That's good. We're good
0: with that. As long as it puts... As long as it puts Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze into the MCU,
1: <laughs> I'm happy with it. It's okay. But he's not a ghost, though. He's just incorporeal. Yeah. Non-corporeal. Like Spike.
0: You guys know who I'm talking about. I love you. Where are my Buffy fans at?
1: what? What? I just remember that actor being Piccolo in the Dragon Ball Evolution movie, and it was terrible. It was horrible. It, it,
0: I, it pisses me off when they choose <laughs> an actor that I love from a thing I love, and they put them in a thing, and, I'm, and I go see it. I went to see that movie because James Marsters was in it. And then he was just like, not James Marsters. They gave him a weird voice, they put him in weird makeup, and they have him like say some, a few lines here and there. It really makes me mad when they... terrible. Then every once in a while they get it right, like uh, bringing um, Jack Harkness from uh, from Doctor, the Doctor Who. Doctor Who came over and he's on Arrow as a regular, John Barrowman. John Barrowman, exactly, very good on that. Uh, Obviously, the obvious uh, person they brought over also from Doctor Who is David Tennant as Kilgrave. That was a wonderful one. But sometimes when they have these great actors and they're just like. It's like they just get them for the nerd credibility.
1: <laughs> Let's go ahead and squander their talents. Oh, I him
0: same thing with Chris Eccleston in Thor Two. Yeah, Chris Eccleston is great. He's another Doctor Who. Why are they all coming from Doctor Who? I don't know. Uh, but Chris Eccleston is a great Doctor. I, I love, I love his portrayal of the Doctor. Great actor. They made him an elf who like has no emotions and like no, no real,
1: just. You don't see the character at all. It's hard to emote with all of that makeup and half a face.
0: Yeah. It's just like... That's, that's a choice they made, though. Yeah. To give him that kind of... That kind of an arc that has no real
1: depth to it. And it just pisses me off when they squander a character, an actor like that. You might be... You might be upset with the next Thor movie again. Um, the actor... Well, not the actor. God. The director for Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi, uh, has said... Say that again? His name is Taika Waititi. That's a great name. It is. Um, he has said recently that when they're doing, or when they're writing Thor and when they're shooting for Thor, like, Thor has to be the most interesting character. If it's going to be a movie about Thor, he has to be the most interesting character.
0: Oh, that's silly. That's actually really silly. <laughs> uh, and, and here's why I say that. Have you ever... Gosh.
1: Well, Thor hasn't been the most interesting character so far.
0: No, right? not at all. And the thing is... It's always been Loki. It's always about Loki. Yes, but just in movies in general, I think they're wrong. If that's something that they said. I, I haven't I'd heard that quote yet. Um, but the thing about... I think it was like yesterday that was posted. Interesting. Um, have you ever heard... like? I don't know, I'm trying to remember what the, the phrase is. Um... But there's a whole theory of the blank face, and like the the main character, your protagonist, is supposed to be a blank slate that you can project yourself onto. Oh
1: yeah, and then all somebody of somebody you can identify with.
0: Yeah, and if you think about a lot of your and favorite movies, person. a lot of like great movies, the main character is a pretty like vanilla, like normal character, and it's all the other characters around him, and it's and you're experiencing the world through their eyes to some degree. They're your lens. Yeah. Yeah, not that you can't have a great, interesting protagonist, but in a lot of great movies, it's not that way. Um, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago because it's the reason Keanu Reeves is so great. Yeah, yeah, he's that blank slate. Like
1: he's a perfect blank slate actor.
0: Um, well, we, we'll have to watch that video before before you leave tonight. Uh, but it's 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 pretty it's pretty pretty great. There's a cracked after hours video about this, and it's and that's the whole idea being that there's the blank slate. Luke Skywalker is another one. Um, he's he's pretty like vanilla normal Boy whiny. Scout sort of whiny character <laughs> who's not really that interesting. Yeah. But there's so much interesting stuff going on around him that like you feel pulled in as him. You know? Yeah. So I think that Thor could function well as that character as the Boy Scout as the and then make all the other characters interesting. Don't try to like hold back other characters to make Thor more interesting. But I digress. <laughs> you can make Thor as interesting as you want but don't try to not make other characters
1: interesting. That's not fun. <laughs> So how about Whitney Frost sucking that guy into her hand? Yeah, that was pretty nuts. It was so like it came out of his mouth and like swallowed him and engulfed him into this and then absorbed him? Yeah. And then her her mark on her face got bigger? Yeah. I don't know what to think about that. I
0: Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I guess like she's going to be some sort of villain that can suck people into herself, which is sort
1: of crazy. And I also, mean that's, that's not one of Madame Mask's powers, but. Well,
0: that's. Uh, this is obviously sure. a, a different, different Madame Mask. Madame Mask yeah.
1: Um,
0: which I guess is going to cause her face to be more and more
1: like whatever, with that black scar on it. Yeah. Which, I mean, it might cause her to put on a mask. That's true.
0: Very, very likely, actually.
1: Yeah. She's obviously very concerned about her appearance. I mean, she's an actress. Yeah. In the 40s.
0: Yeah. So she can't really... I I don't know that she's going to be able to... uh,
1: If that guy was telling the truth,
0: which that guy came into the room and told her that he went to bat for her, that the people wanted to lose her as a... um, you know as whatever the star. as the star and, and he could have been just straight up lying. Yeah. In which case, I don't know, doesn't like but if they were trying to get rid of her and then the one guy she's going to bat for her, she just consumed. <laughs> uh it's likely that she might get left anyway. Thank you for that. <laughs> I mean, he was being pretty creepy.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah. He deserved it.
0: I don't know if he deserved that for
1: that one bit of creepiness. He deserved it. I'm glad though that we had a uh, a villain that's discovering a power in a um, a non like a not directly evil kind of way. Like it just happened on accident with that, and she's like, "Oh, oh, what the hell happened?" Rather than like, yeah. At this point, I'm not
0: even saying she's a villain. I I think that she is. Yeah, but at this point, she hasn't actually done anything evil right. that we've seen. She's talked about doing evil things. She's tried to convince her husband to. I guess. I guess she's she's been pretty evil as a character, but yeah, her power so far she has not used for evil. Like yeah. she did not deliberately kill that man.
1: Yeah, like most of the times when you see a, a villain being created, like something happens on accident, they get a power on accident, whatever. They kind of feel like, oh, this might be a thing. I could probably. Let me try this, and they kill somebody.
0: Yeah, this was a mistake.
1: This was like a oh Jesus, oh wow, that's uh, no. Once you've gone down what that,
0: do I do. Once you've gone down that road, it's kind of hard not to want to do it again, or not, maybe not want to, but like maybe she'll have to kill somebody else to cover up that she killed the first guy, or like yeah. who knows, who knows she what's going to happen.
1: Absorbing people. Yeah, she's
0: she's definitely on the road to villainy. Yeah, like straight up super villainy, which is fun.
1: Yeah, it's great that we've got an actual super villain for Agent Carter to go up against yeah. cuz that's that's one of the more interesting things is when you got a super villain that's, you know, facing up against your normal average hero and they just have to figure it out. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. all about it. Absolutely. Really looking forward to the rest of this mini season. Yeah, me too. Me
0: too. I want Wilkes. I I i like find myself really caring about Wilkes. Really caring about Jarvis and his wife, and uh, you know, I, I really care about everyone in in, in the show. So, uh, I want I want uh, the bad guys to go down, and I want the good guys to win. So that's, we're we're on. <laughs> I a think good... that's
1: what's supposed to happen. Yeah, we're on a good path for this season. <laughs> You're setting us up all right. You're definitely pushing my emotions the right way. Yeah, and I love I
0: love Howard Stark uh, working in the. <laughs> Working in the film industry, um, yeah. his all of his production assistants.
1: Yeah, they're all
0: production assistants. According to our accountant, these are all production
1: assistants. <laughs> did you did you feel like the um, the character that they were filming for was a very much Woody, like Disney or Toy Story Woody look alike? huh with the cowboy or the oh, the cowhide
0: i didn't vest. catch it
1: i didn't catch it yeah that's fun looked very much like woody
0: <laughs> then being in the shot was a really funny scene
1: yeah it was <laughs> still in, in the, the shot, shot. <laughs> still in the shot
0: really good that's just that's lunch just move oh, i didn't i didn't catch though the woody character that's that's funny if it if it is because...
1: I don't think it's actually Woody. I think no. Woody was likely based on the comic book, but they're filming a movie about a comic book, which is
0: right already oh.
1: what's happening. And they're like, that'll never work. I'm like, no, that'll of course it will.
0: Work. That's great. And the fact that it's a Western is funny, because a lot of people consider um, comic books the new Western. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the Westerns were so popular for like 50 years of, t- of movie making and then they've kind of gone gone away people yeah. don't really make great west we get a couple a year but they're not as pervasive as they were yeah. um and now comic books are becoming the new thing that people are basing that on i went to see the revenant last night by the way how was it wonderful
1: good very long okay but wonderful do you think leo's gonna get an oscar finally I don't know. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen all the other Oscar contender movies this year, okay? So I can't really completely say. But I, I did. He, he was amazing in it. Um, well, he's amazing I, in everything. I thought the cinematography was the thing that really won me over. And and I've heard this from other people, and I agree with them. Tom Hardy, I think, was actually better than Leo. Wow! In this, I think he kind of stole the, stole the movie a little bit. But part of it is.
1: Wasn't you, wasn't this the movie? Wasn't the Revenant the movie that he was not able to do the Rick Flag part for in Suicide Squad? Like that—that that was the conflict. I'm not sure. I think it I was. think that
0: I think that may be right. Uh, the thing about the movie is, um, I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, Tom Hardy has there's a lot of screen time where Tom Hardy has where he's able to do more. Yeah, and. And, and there's just a lot of screen time where Tom Hardy is a very entertaining and intriguing character, and, and and like does not come off as Tom Hardy to me. He like really disappears into the role. I had to like. It was actually it's actually funny. People kept saying that Tom Hardy was the um, was the standout in this film. Yeah. And so when I went to see it, I was noticing. Uh, I did not know it was Tom Hardy. And I kept being like, "Well, that guy's really standing out to me. Is that
1: Tom Hardy?" Like, I kept having to squint
0: my eyes, and then finally, like, he gave a look. That I was like, "That is Tom Hardy." Like, he's just so his facial hair and his face. And I'm just like thinking about um, uh, the other movie he did earlier this year or last year, um, Mad Max. Yeah, that's the movie I. Well, I know Tom Hardy from that, and as Bane, and as the guy from Bane. uh, the guy from Inception. Like I know his face pretty well yep. but I'm like looking at look at this guy's face in the movie and he just completely disappeared into the role. I was just staring at him like I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think that's Tom Hardy. Who are you and why are you wearing Tom Hardy's face? <laughs> he's de- he was definitely he's definitely stand out in the movie like cool. real real hardcore. Um but the the cinematography, you know it was all shot with natural light. Hmm. They I did didn't, not know that. Uh, apparently, they have come out and said they did use lights in a couple of scenes where it was just impossible to get otherwise. But for the vast, like, 99% of the movie was shot with natural light. They didn't use any studio lights, which is, like, only a few movies have ever done that. <laughs> it's
1: unheard of. Um,
0: Yeah. It's really, really rare. And this one was incredibly impressive. Hmm. It's a really, really amazing feat. Um, Yeah. So, I highly recommend it. It was really good. Cool. Um, so, anyway... Agent Carter not to continue uh tangenting our tangents. Uh but yeah, is that part of our charm? I don't know, it depends on what everyone says. Let's we we will never put we'll, a poll out. we'll never really know.
1: Is that part of our charm? Yes or no, just answer on Facebook. I definitely don't mind the Twitter.
0: Uh, I like I like talking about other content and stuff, but I do I like to at least make sure we get on task enough to talk about the content <laughs> we're supposed to. Um it's nice to throw out, talk about other things here and there. You gotta uh, compare and contrast. Yeah. Um, but Agent Carter. We'll see what happens next week. I guess. Yeah. I think I feel like we got through every any any other storylines we missed. We didn't talk about. Who's what's the other uh, the other agent's name? Not Souza. Thompson. Thompson.
1: I'm sorry, Agent Chad Michael Murray, right. Chief. Chad Michael Murray. She's Chad
0: Michael Murray now.
1: That's um, <laughs> Chief Murray to you. That's Chief Murray. Uh, I am very intrigued with his storyline, actually. He's got, that, he's got that conflict in him.
0: I also never thought this in the first season, but in the second season, he is reminding me so much of Ward.
1: Like, Ooh, yeah. he, the
0: way his chin is shaped and the way he talks, I'm like, he almost seems like a Ward. Yeah, like I could see him being an ancestor of Ward or something, Um, but regardless of that, he definitely has the like pull toward what's probably Hydra. Yeah, Um, with the Arena Club.
1: Yeah, and then he's also got the pull toward like doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so I'm I'm still a little fuzzy on the who's and the whats and the like. What are the. Are there communists involved, or are they all just Hydra? <laughs> and that because of the fear of communism, they're all just assuming it's communists. Um, like I don't know. I don't know what's happening there.
1: Has the communist fear really started at this point in history yet? Like, was this wasn't? Uh, I, I mean, know. this wasn't Cold War era, obviously. But no. Like, has the the real deep commie fear happened? It's a good question. I'm assuming so, since they've they're harping on it so hardcore. Yeah, but. It's crazy how one of them could just infiltrate a secure lab. One of them. One of them. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know what, at what point in history the the communism thing really became. about. I guess some, the Red Scare. That's what I'm, it was called. Yeah, obviously after World War II, but I don't know at what point it really became a big thing. But this is pretty close to World War II, and they're acting like it's already a big deal. So I guess I don't know. I have to look. I'm, I'm not, not as
1: well versed in U.S. history as I need to be. Yeah, I know. So I only what? know the. I'm not, I'm not good at history. I know the... Don't know much about history.
0: Ba-doom-doom. <laughs> Don't know much about history. I like that song, though. Yep.
1: All right. I think we're done. Yeah. You feeling good about it? We're, we've tangented hard enough. Yeah. And we've covered just pretty much everybody. I like Sousa's shirt. Sousa's shirt was beautiful. <laughs> I like that Susa is just like, I speak Hollywood now.
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for the rest of the season. I'm looking forward to it. This one was great. I will I, say a lot of the L.A. versus New York jokes. Little, not that I don't get them. A little tropey. They're a little tropey and a
0: little inside. Like I feel like a lot of uh, a lot. Of, and this is not a specific to Agent Carter thing, but because Agent Carter is is That's the big move this season from New York to L.A. Um, They've done a lot of that. Yeah. And I generally find that pretty like inside baseball sort of like – hey we're cuz most tv is made by people out in hollywood so they're like making jokes about the way people act in hollywood and and i feel like the only reason i know anybody of that is because other shows have made jokes about the way people act in hollywood <laughs> yep. and so it's it's not like i mean i've been to la but it's not like there's like i have a ton of personal experience and i always feel like i'm just being like spoon i don't know weirdly spoon-fed jokes about <laughs> a culture that i'm not a part of and it just feels like it's only being only The only reason those jokes are there is because the people who are making the show live there. And I'm like, stop stop all your inside jokes. Like, let's, let's get a little you more. You have other people to cater to. I'm okay with it a little bit, but I did kind of heavily relied on that for the humor of this season. Um, so that's been a little,
1: eh. Meh.
0: But I, I do like Sousa, and I like him acclimating to the L.A. lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Looks good on him. That shirt. I mean, that shirt. That says it all.
1: That shirt is brilliant. <laughs> alright everybody
0: well thank you so much for joining us uh, we will be back with you next week to cover Agent Carter season 2 episode 4 I don't know the name of it yet uh, but we will
1: Smoke and Mirrors Smoke and Mirrors is that one Jeff is on it I like it I'm all over it man it's what I do yeah <laughs> alright we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week until next time true believers